Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. In, in uh, Midrash Halacha, it says um, not to teach within 12 miles of your teacher. And I think that's impossible in LA, so um, I'm about to break Halacha. So, um, <laughs> uh, in front of you, you have uh, two sources from uh, Psachim in the Talmud, and we're going to look at them because they speak to me specifically as a songwriter, musician, and uh, creative about two sides of a spectrum. And so I want to lay this out, and then I want to uh, discuss this and, and hear from you, and we can pick it apart. Uh, so jumping right in, the rabbis are having a discussion here about the meanings of the introductions to Tehillim. So there's a number of intro lines as we read Psalms, and we're going to focus on two here, two that are a mirror image of each other, Le David Mizmor and Mizmor Le David. So, the Gemara says, Le David Mizmor means, when a psalm begins with, for David a song, Melamed Shesharta Alav Amar Shira. So it teaches that the divine presence, the Shechina, first rested upon David, and then afterwards he sang the song. Okay. And then the Gemara tells us the flip side. Mizmor le David. Mizmor le David, a song for David. Instead of for David a song, a song for David. In English, they kind of sound exactly the same. But in Hebrew, Mizmor le David, this teaches that he first recited a song, and then after he sang the song, the Shekhinah, the divine presence, came and rested upon him. So, two different experiences for David, King David, writing one of the Tehillim. Now, the first one, to me, seems like a moment, and tell me if any of you have experienced this. First off, how many here are um, songwriters, writers of any sorts, creatives of any sorts, that you put out creative materially in your lives? Some, many of us are. And to me, this speaks of the moment when you sit down to create and the entire creation is already formed in your mind. When I've had moments when I have written a song where like I sit down with my guitar and the song is already fully written in my head and it just flows, just pours out without much generative toil, so to speak. The second one, Mizmor le David, to me, reads as the complete opposite. It reads as the song that took me six months to write, that I write a line and I scratch it out. And then three weeks later, I write another line and I go, oh, that's also not good. And we're going to not use that. And after those six months of toil, I end up having a beautiful product, which then invites the Shekhinah to rest upon me. So too, with David, I can assume maybe through through what the Gemara is telling us here that David might have experienced his own songwriting along that spectrum. And so I have a question. A, does that resonate with you? B, do you see these instances of Mizmor le David and le David Mizmor as that spectrum? Or 
if you see this differently, I'd actually love to open it up to the room to other ways you might interpret these two sides of songwriting that the Gemara poses to us. Yes, what Rabbi Allen's pointing out, by the way, is the, the first off, the rabbis in the Gemara love wordplay. They love it when shorashim, when roots connect and when you can play off of them. And we'll also see in the next, uh, in the next uh, source that I brought, uh, if you look one, two, three, four lines in on the second source, it's the, a different form of the same word of to rest upon, shora, which sounds very similar to shira. And so here there might be that connection. The rabbis may have seen that. Hmm. I love that. You know, it, um, it actually brings me back to, um, I'm sorry, what's your name in the back that you were speaking about? Hi, Melanie. Yeah. When you mentioned that, you know, like, why isn't the Shekhinah with me all the time? Like, that's frustrating, right? Maybe, maybe this is not actually moments when the Shekhinah is not with you and the Shekhinah is with you, but rather moments when you're attuned to it. Through the experience of others experiencing what you created, then brings the Shekhinah upon, wow. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful read. Uh, I'd love us to move to the next source. Uh, Stevie, before we can go on. Yeah, and then. <clears throat> so let's look at the next source because this one bothers me a little bit. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. And, uh, you know, I'm curious, I'm curious if, if you do. Um, so this is actually the very next line in the Gemara. And it goes a little bit more deeply into, well, the, the question they're asking is, uh, well, What's, what do you have to be feeling or in what state of being do you have to be for the Shekhinah to rest upon you? So it says, So this comes to teach that the Shekhinah won't rest upon you in a state of laziness, atzlut, in a state of sadness, atzvut, nor in a state of schok, an atmosphere of laughter or frivolity. Velomitoch kalut rosh, oh, that, here it says frivolity, kalut rosh could be like, I don't know, airheadedness maybe is more how I think about it. Velomitoch um, tvarim betelim, and not from an atmosphere of idle chatter or things that are base, but rather within here, it says an atmosphere imbued with the joy of a mitzvah uh, in the moment when, when the, the simcha of doing a simple mitzvah somehow is the moment that the shechina is, is resting upon you. And I don't know how I feel about that coming right after this next piece, because I imagine, you know, David Amelech writing to Hillam from places of sadness and um, probably from places of frivolity, if we know the history of King David. And, and so there's a dissonance I, I find here in the Gemara. I, I don't know. Does anyone here see something similar? Yeah, Tori. After all of this discussion, 
we get the Shana Mar. We get a, a verse that the Gemara gives. And in the English, we have a little background. Thank you, Safaria. As it is stated with regard to Elisha, after he became angry at the king of Israel, his prophetic spirit left him until he requested, and here's the verse. I'm going to read it in English, and then I'm going to read you the Hebrew because the Hebrew sounds fun. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of Hashem came upon him. Okay. In Hebrew, we have our wordplay again. Beautiful. And I think it goes back to something that was mentioned earlier, that when someone else plays that song, that can invite the Shekhinah to rest. Here we have Yad Hashem, but the rabbis again are connecting Yad Hashem to Shekhinah Shura, Shekhinah resting. And so we learn here that it is potentially a both and, meaning we can have those moments individually of creation of, wow, I just wrote this incredible song in two seconds. The Shekhinah must have been with me. We can have these moments of potentially spending six months writing a song, and then finally we perform it, and we feel ourselves individually, wow, the Shekhinah has come upon me in this moment. But here, this is actually saying something that was mentioned before. I forget who was saying about their writing a song. Who was that? In the back, yes. So I think you nailed it. And I think that the Gemara agrees with you here. That Elisha understood he needed music. He needed someone to play some music with him and around him and to sing. Because music, as we've experienced together this weekend, this Shabbat, I, I think that Shrin has been with us this weekend. And I know that the harmonies and the singing that we've been Sit, like, it, you know, for, for those that were there here last night for the little, little vort that I gave on getting into harmony together as humans, I, I think that we've really done that. And I think that the Gemara here is, is noticing that the shared music is the music that really brings Shrina upon us. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.